There's a saying, and it says that it takes a village to raise a child. And if you really think about it, that actually makes a lot of sense because from a village, you can get so much more input. I mean, there are people who are greatly gifted in certain areas of expertise that could really add to a child's life. But what happens if a child doesn't have that influence? What if that child doesn't even have a parent that is able to nurture them and to help them grow? Does God just say, oh, well, that's it? Or does he have a better plan? Does he have somebody prepared to bring that person into the place that they are ready to walk into their destiny? Well, that is definitely the case for my two guests, Larry and Cheryl Stockdale. And what Larry and Cheryl do is they basically become the mom and the dad to the kids who need to have additional parenting. So welcome to Touch by Prayer, both uh, Larry and Cheryl. I'm so excited that you guys are here and I can't wait to really get into this because I know that this hour is gonna be chock full. We've had lots of different like problems, but so I, so I know it's going to be a really great show. <laughs> so you guys, are you guys there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hi. Welcome to Touch by Prayer, guys. Thank you. Oh, Thank no you problem. Sure. So, so basically, what I really felt about like sharing your story, because I know that Cheryl, you have natural sons, but you didn't have any natural daughters, correct? Yes, that is correct. But God, I have uh, two two sons and four grandsons. And, and, but God had a plan. He had, he had a plan from the beginning of time to give you daughters and he gives you spiritual daughters. So why don't you start talking about like how that kind of came to pass? Well, me and uh, Larry had, we were sitting one afternoon, one Sunday afternoon after church, we'd gone home and we were just having a quiet uh, lunch together and, just out of the blue, Larry looked at me and he said, "Hun," he said, have you ever um, regretted not having any daughters? And um, unbidden tears just started pouring down my face. And there was like no emotion. It was just these tears. And, I'm, and I looked at him and I said, well, there's obviously something here. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And... Um, as I said that, the Lord spoke to my heart, and he reminded me that I had asked him years ago, if I had a daughter, what would she look like? And um, from that, he said to me, I'm going to start showing you what your daughters look like. And so he started to bring women into your life because he didn't give you little girls he gave you big girls who needed to be little girls again who needed to fix the things yes. that weren't properly taken care of when they were little girls so and yes they were all the the first one uh was around our oldest son's age um about 40 and so well at that time i think maybe 38 but around the same age as our boys. And these were girls that just started showing up in our life. Wow. And so, so these women were coming, basically being sent by God and these spiritual yeah. daughters. Now, did, did they, did they just come for the day? Did they, they come for a couple days or 
was it a much longer <laughs> stay? We'll put it that way. We, we were working in a deliverance ministry. Okay. And the first few or several daughters would come to the ministry looking for something, whether it was healing or some emotional support. Um, and we just made a connection in the spirit. And so all of the first daughters lived in the area within easy driving range of our home. So um, Holy Spirit choreographed it, and he would bring about 10 daughters at a time, and they would just rotate through our lives and get healing. Um, We would hand out house keys. We would invite them to come in and stay the night. Um, If they needed a place to decompress or compress, just um, we were just there as mom and dad. Um, If they needed a ride to the hospital or if they needed car repairs, we would just try and stand by them. And then um, Holy Spirit just added a dimension to parenting that we did not really grasp. And he had us put in a prayer room in our home. And our daughters would come and we would start ministering on a personal level, um, just whatever deep healing they needed, whatever deliverance was um, involved. And that started about six years ago. And in that, um, in that six years, he has brought us the cream of the crop. Just if we had time to tell you stories um, of who they were, um, and of course, the the need that was there and how God filled it and how they would just move on off into the kingdom, missionaries, um, uh, some um, deliverance ministers, uh, just they would go off to meet their husbands. Several have met their husbands. And, um, just a true spiritual family. And we stay in touch with most of them. Some have gone by as they say, off the radar. Um, but it was just a, it was just a very unique, um, for us, very satisfying opportunity to just pour into the kingdom. Well, you know, and we have no, we have no special training. Um, we just got trained on the fly. Of course, we were parents to boys. But it, it's interesting that. He started to to bring, and and it's interesting. He was bringing ten at a time because is it? What's yes. the significance of ten? Like, um, yes, we, we didn't count it. I think that was the max of our logistics. Okay. So they, they would just um, they would heal to where they did not need as much physical time or ministry, um, and they would still. Most of them would still be around as our kids, but we would not have as much day-to-day interaction with them. And then all of a sudden, a new girl would show up. Um, And over all the years, we've only had one daughter that actually lived with us uh, for an extended time. And all of the girls would just come and go, um, you know, as they need a place to hang out or um, they always had access to us. And so that was just Holy Spirit's way, I think, of keeping it from uh, becoming unmanageable. We never, we never managed it at all. He, he did. Just did it. <laughs> he did. He yes, managed he did. it. And <laughs> it, what's, I, what I think is so cool, Cheryl, 
is, you know, it, it always says that God will give us our heart's desires. And he was able to give you daughters that you were able to nurture, that you were able to, to help develop. Because that's what a mother does. Like, it, it, you know, you were a friend, yeah. you're a friend, but you're also a nurturer. And I, I think that, yeah. like, he, he didn't send you women who were complete so that there was really nothing for you to do, but that you could actually become a part of their life to, to kind of put your, your fingerprint in their heart. Right. The things that I found, Lisa, the, the things that were kind of broken, you know, maybe in a mother's heart or, you know, as you're a parent, you kind of are kind of shooting from the hips a lot of times. Maybe you didn't have somebody that modeled that for you. Um, or showed you how, and it was like the things that were missing, a lot of them, you know, they still had their biological mother, but it was just something maybe that was hurting or broken in their mother's life that they missed um, getting. And so it was like the Lord was placing them in our care to fill that place. And um, it was like the Lord had given me an anointing that when I hug, you know, in my arms, that when I hug someone, it's not actually me hugging them, but it is the Lord hugging them. And it, just that anointing, and then he placed that Father's anointing on Larry, and so it just kind of, um, that was kind of like a drawing to what was broken or missing in their heart. And that was, was being filled and they were being healed and set free from things um, in their lives that had bound them up that they needed healing from. So that when the Lord poured his love in, it wasn't coming out the other end. Right. Because I, so, so basically what you're saying is that, you know, if you have holes that haven't been filled, <laughs> you can't keep all the stuff that's being poured in. Yes. Okay. And it's, yes, it, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine like women, older women, you know, like we think, especially, you know, you get to a certain age where you think, you know, well, that's in my past and, and I'm just, I'm just not going to think about it. And I'm, I'm just going to. I'm just going to deal with it the best that I can. But the reality is, is it actually does affect every single choice, decision, words you speak, thing you think. I mean, it's really powerful how hurts can really, really affect us. And so because you guys came from this deliverance ministry, you guys were able to recognize certain things and the Holy Spirit was able to show you certain things to really help these women become everything that God had called them to be. Yes. I, I want to make a, um, a point here. So the Lord was not sending us daughters that had drug issues or that had um, getting out of jail and we would have been fine if he had, but by his choice, he sent us like the cream of the kingdom. We're talking about girls that are brilliant professionals. Um, I could run down some of the list, um, but the um, what they had in common 
was their hearts were hard after God, and they didn't know how to get there. Well, I, th- were, I think that's frustrated. A, I think that's a problem for a lot of people. I think that yes. it's it. Sometimes you want it so bad, but you just don't know how to pursue it. Yes, and, and that is um, quite frankly, that's where the deliverance piece plugs in, because it it blows up some of those places that are clogged, as it were. Mm. Um, it just it just allows um, for the person that ha- has a true heart after God to realize that their issues aren't their own, that they are manufactured and put in a person's life. And so um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, uh, quick story. This was, a, this was a changing, this was a turning um, in our ministry. It happened about three years ago. I was trying to get one of the girls to advertise to one of the other girls about how marvelous deliverance was. And she looked at me and she said, well, actually, Dad, it's as much about how you love us as it is about the deliverance. And, of course, that wasn't what I was wanting to hear. I just wanted her to do an advertising. And because it was just important, you know, to me. And, I mean, Holy Spirit got a hold of me, and it was like, Son, you need to pay attention here. And um, from that moment, um, we recognized that it was actually the love of God that was powering the whole thing. And the deliverance, the deliverance portion, was just an add-on to, you know, to take care of that specific need in their life. Um, and we actually went, um, you know, in, in my mind, we we then went another mile trying to make sure that God's love was uh, focused on, and he has kept us on that curve. We just continue to focus on God's love, and we're not shy about deliverance, but um, for the most part, if a person has deliverance and doesn't have love, uh, they will be back adrift in a very short time. And I think that's such an important point to make because as, you know, it says that, perfect love casts out all fear. So if you're getting rid of stuff, it needs to be filled with something. And if it's filled with love and love from the father, or even, you know, love from love from a place of the father. How about that? That fills them so completely that there is nothing that can get in. Because most of the stuff that people deal with has a fear base. That's what the Lord's been really showing me is that the stuff that's out there, if you if you go through all the different like strongholds that people can have, whether it's, yes. it, 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 well, anxiety, of course, is fear based, but like jealousy or rejection or abandonment, he even said anger, he said, um, what was the other thing? Um, judgment, all these things, pride. He said everything, every single thing had a fear base. It was based in fear. So the spirit of, of pride is afraid of being wrong. (laughs) And and I thought, Whoa, I felt like Larry, Cheryl, I felt like God gave me a key. I'm like, huh, I now have the key that is going to unlock every single person in the world. Because if we understand the enemy, if we understand what we have to fight, we can become very strategic 
And I, I think if you've been listening and watching what's been being spoken on Facebook and through videos and stuff, it's very interesting. But the, I really feel like, like the Holy Spirit is taking the body back to school to teach them about love. And I, I kind of feel like you guys are professors in love. <laughs> Thank you. We'll receive that. Um, I, I want to just, um, an ingredient in that, um, every daughter that we have prayed with, when we've gotten down past the surface items, um, there will be some kind of a breach with the love of the Father, the natural Father. It, it's every time. And the reason I believe for that is because of the love of the Father. Our Heavenly Father is so important that the enemy has to break our ability to receive his love. And so he has our natural fathers fail in some area. And it could be, you know, one of a hundred different things. It, it's not about blame. It's about a daughter's heart not being set up to be comfortable with receiving love from her father or never having known it. Um, and when that place gets exposed and healed, life just changes. I mean, it goes into a whole new place. And we see that constantly, just all the time. And some kids get it, you know, in, a, in just a short time, and others wrestle with it. Um, you know, for a long time. Um, not long ago, we were praying with a gal that we would, we, she'd been our daughter for years, and Holy Spirit just decided that he would open up a whole new place in the depth of her soul so that she could see pain that had been hiding for a long, long time. And when he showed her that, and she, she just... Um, got set free from it, her whole life, I mean her whole life, just shifted. Um, and that that is our witness. We see that just on a continual basis, some more dramatic than others. Um, but I, I guess I want to say that it's uh, we could not have asked for a ministry that was any better suited to our hearts, you know, to our lives. It's like God said, here, I'm going to just take you over here, and uh, I'm going to just set you here. Wow. You know, it's, it's very, it's sad in some ways that, that fathers don't realize the impact, natural fathers, that they don't realize the yes. impact that they have on their daughters. They just, yes. I just don't think, because they've, we've never been trained that way. I don't think... Um, like just going back, especially, you know, I'll, I'll say old school, like, you know, fathers provided, they came home, they, you know, and they did stuff with the guys. They did stuff with their sons. They taught their sons how to change a tire. They, they did stuff with their, with their boys. But for the most part, they didn't understand the responsibility 
that that they really had to help to nurture and to love their daughters because I think the the daughter's first love uh, if you go into psychology books is 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 her father so based on the relationship that she had with her father there are a lot of women who actually marry somebody who is a lot like their dad and sometimes yeah. if it's really really broken they do go out and find somebody who's just like their dad but and and it's the yeah. broken version, unfortunately, because they just yeah. that's their role model. That's that's how they see marriage. They see it through their dad. Um, we have a friend that is a professional counselor. Um, she's now working for Andrew Womack's ministry uh-huh. uh, or there with him. I don't know if she's on paid staff, but um, and she gave us these statistics that the most important parent um from age um, birth to seven is the mom. And then from seven to 14, the most important, as far as impact, transfers over to the dad because the dad teaches the girl in that seven-year period who she is, what her identity is, um, what her security is, what her husband should look like, um, and most importantly, the father should be teaching his daughter who God is to her, mm. what that relationship looks like, and it's modeled. It's not words. And when that doesn't happen, that peace will be missing forever unless Holy Spirit comes and heals that place and fills that with revelation. It is the second most important revelation. First, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and then our revelation that our Heavenly Father loves and adores us after the same model that He loved and adored Jesus. Mm. It is the same kind. And when we can grasp how much He loves us personally, um, things just start to fall into place. And and quite honestly, um, issues and sins that had a very difficult time falling out of someone's life when they um, walk in God's love for them, uh, things just start falling out of their lives. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Well, I was going to say the, the fact that both you and Cheryl co-parent, <laughs> you know, that you guys, first of all, that you call yourself mom and dad. I think that, yes. that for itself, because there are people who've lost their natural mother and father, possibly at a young age, yes. or the father abandoned the family or the mother abandoned the family. So the, and, and the idea of family right now is really, it's a struggle. Like if you really think about it, like even the, the things that are going on in our, our country right now with the homosexuality movement and the transgender, the, the definition is even being, it's, it's trying to be taken away mother and father because it's going to denounce it's going to say one is woman one is man then and i think that's that's a really dangerous that's a really really dangerous thing because there is such a need as you just said for the mother but there's also a need for the father and what's what's so interesting as you were talking larry you know the the intimacy or the 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 way that you view God 
it's very interesting because I've heard people call him Papa. Papa, well, Papa this and Papa that, and and some some have said Abba, and so there have been and and somebody calls him Dad, just Dad, yes. you know, and it's like so you can hear the the affection in those names, and so one day as I was driving in the car, I started to ask him, and I said, Lord, I go what do you want me to call you? Do you want me to call you father? Do you want me to call you Abba? Do you want me to call you Papa? What, what, what would you like me to call you daddy? And he stopped. As soon as I said, daddy, he said, daddy. And I said, okay. Wow. He said, because when you say daddy, you smile because you think of your natural That's father. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And what's so, what's so cool about that, because I, I just kept that in the back of my head. And one day I was with this, this woman and her two sons, and I was talking to her, and I, I mentioned daddy and daddy and daddy and stuff. And so we were going to meet again. And her son, she says, we're going to meet my friend, Lisa. And he says, oh, is that the woman that talks about God and calls him daddy? And every time she says daddy, she smiles. Oh, that's <laughs> priceless. That's, is that, that, is it, that is the answer. <laughs> isn't that so cool? Like, yes, because <laughs> yes. he wants us to, he, because that was one of the things that Jesus was modeling. When he taught, because the disciples didn't know, well, how should we pray? And so he said, our father, who is in heaven, our father, Abba. Because in, in, I'm sure in Hebrew, he said Abba. It, because there, it, there is such a, a, there is a power in that word, father. But there's also, yes, there's also the scripture where Jesus spoke to John when he was on the cross. And he said, this is your mother now. So yeah. he, there is such an importance for family in God's eyes. And I think what you yeah. guys are doing is you're reconciling the mother and the father relationship to a lot of people. And I, I, I'm, I just think that what you do is so unique and it's so beautiful, but yet it's, so, and it's so powerful, but it's, it, but you're not screaming and yelling and, and shouting and casting out stuff. You know what I mean? Like you get rid of stuff, <laughs> but, but it's not like, you know, you're shouting at it and screaming at it like a, like a you know, junkyard dog. <laughs> yes. We try not to scare our daughters. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because deliverance, like what, what you said, um, Larry, about, you know, I want you to, to say how much you love deliverance. Well, as you yeah. said that, my eyes just went to the ground going, mm, I do not like deliverance <laughs> because it's it, what I think what you said about it's not as important as the love. It's about getting rid of the stuff that's blocking the love. And I think if we start to put everything more on what Jesus wants to do, as opposed to what the devil is doing, I think that perspective is going to change deliverance. Yes. Yes, I agree. Because well, deliverance to me, Lisa, is just a tool, is a byproduct, you know, is a tool, is just another tool that you use to move the debris so that you can um, 
get to the love that the Lord has placed there that he wants you to see. And it's kind of like it's blocking your view. But it's really about getting, you get rid of that debris, and then you can have that communion and that intimacy with your Father. You get rid of the fear. You get rid of those strongholds, the lies that the enemy has been speaking, where you can't see your Father clearly to see that he's always been there. And so as you're going, as we're going through that, it's like that debris being removed and they're seeing the real love of the Father where before they didn't have that relationship. They didn't, they were afraid they wouldn't call out Papa, Daddy, Abba. They couldn't cry out because they had that debris. So to me, the deliverance is just a tool to remove that so that their relationship is restored, that intimacy is restored, that the legalism or the religion or the law and the the performance is removed, and they can just step into his arms and just be loved. That's beautiful. I I just have to tell you, Cheryl, as you started to speak, I saw you with a big mop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I saw you with a great big mob and you were just cleaning up other people's messes, but with a big old smile on your face, just like, this is what I do. <laughs> and and it wasn't, it, it just was very effortless. It was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm just cleaning up the mess. That's it. That's all. The, and it's a big mop because I that's. I just want to throw in. Sure. Yeah. I just want to throw in that we never uh, come between um, any of the girls and their mom and dad. Our heart is always toward restoration. Um, So we're not looking to replace. We're looking to restore. And oftentimes when that restoration happens, which it does, um, we remain uh, an integral part of our daughter's life, but she's then uh, free to move back into... um, you know, the natural mom and dad's life and family, a lot of restoration that happens. Um, and also, this is this is really fun. As the daughters heal and they start um, interceding for their moms and dads, uh, some of the healings that come in moms and dads is just awesome to watch. Supernatural drawing, just uh, Daddy got at work. He's just extending in the family to accomplish what he said he would do. So we're just part of that. Well, I think that this... And our kids... Go ahead. Go ahead, Larry. Finish what you were going to say. I'm sorry. Oh, that our kids... I need to just share that our kids are of all ages. We, Our oldest, I think, was 72 at the time. And she said, I know it doesn't work biologically. But I need a mom and dad, just very forthright. And and we had her in our heart in a heartbeat. And many of our daughters, um, 50s and 60s, um, and we walk with them as mom and dad and just love them as mom and dad. And, um, you know, when they're ready to, to move on out, um, you know, so be it. But for the most part, our kids have been um, in their mid-30s to mid-40s, around the ages of our boys. See, I think I think that's kind of 
cool and kind of poetic. God is God is fun. <laughs> you know, he's not not giving you a bunch of teenagers because teenagers are tough. Let me just tell you. <laughs> uh, but um, what's when I and I do have to say this that both of you, as you both speak, every even if I get a text from you. Um, Larry, I immediately start crying. I start welling up with tears. And I, I was telling, I was telling one of your daughters, I'm like, what is up with that? I, I said, yeah. there is such a, a powerful effect. And, and Cheryl, as you started to speak, I started welling up with tears. I'm like, you guys have such a powerful anointing that it just touches the heart. It just app as you speak or even write it. You don't even have to. I don't have to hear you, but like just a text can start pulling at my heartstrings because that mom, that dad is there. And it's something that so many people have secretly called for. Because, see, we love yeah. our parents. We do. We love our parents. And we know that they, with the stuff that they've gone through, because let's face it, we all go through stuff. And as we start to understand the Father's love and we start to understand things of the of the spiritual nature and, and of, of the things that have happened and how hurt people hurt people. And if you don't have that, like you said, Larry, if you don't have that role model, like there's, there's stuff that that leave them ill-equipped to raise a, a family the way that it should be, if that makes sense. And I, I, and I, and I think that what actually happens is that there's a part of us where that brokenness kind of came in. And I'm speaking on my, I'm speaking for myself here, but where that brokenness came in, we just, as, as it starts to get touched, it starts to draw an emotion. And, and so yeah. when you meet somebody within, I don't know, I'm going to say within seconds, they're crying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going by personal experience here. <laughs> oh. Would you say that? Like as much as like you just know, do you know before they come? Like, does, does, has God yes. ever given you, like, a picture of somebody? So I have to just share this story. We went to a fellowship at a place where they were just worshiping. It was a new group for us, and we were they were sitting around in a circle, and we were sitting across the room. And I spotted this young lady across the room, and as they were kind of just sharing, going around sharing and who we are, this young lady um, looks at me and she goes, I just need a mom and dad. I'm your next daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, ha I mean, it just happens just like that. I mean, just as quick. It's just like it, and it is a, like a heart connection. It is the spirit. Um, it's like in the spirit. It's like, I know this person. I know them. It's just like a heart connection. And it goes both ways. Mm. And it feels like you just forever, you know, like this has been my child. This has always been my child. Um, and it's, I think it goes back to that, Lisa, what you said about it takes a village. And, um, you know, we have come alongside and it's kind of a, a 
spiritual thing where the father is healing the hearts of his children, but he's also reconnecting uh, them with their biological families, but then it becomes a whole, it's like the whole village has come together. It's not just my house, it's your house and your house, and it's like God's family is just growing and being connected, and it's it's a a bond that is not easily broken. It's like a just a, a real connection of hearts and families and rest. But it is like restoration. It I I would call it restoration uh, ministry yeah. from the Father's heart. I I would definitely agree with you, Cheryl. And the other thing that I I kind of see is. You know, because he is in, he's, he's restoring so many brokenness and he's restoring so much. Like he's the, the father's really working like on women right now. Yeah. Like this is his heart right now is to get these yeah. women and, and myself included to, to get us into a place of understanding who we are, what we were created for, how he sees us and what we're supposed to do. And as we start to get those things, those components, what he's basically doing is he is rebuilding the structure. And, he, and what's going to happen is what I kind of see our, our women are going <clears throat> to start connecting. We're, we're going to kind of become like transformers <laughs> where we're, yeah. going to, <laughs> we're going to start to interlock to become something so much bigger so much bigger and we're going to take back families we're going to take back marriages we're going to take back the the drug addiction and all the stuff that's been just going on because a woman's the 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 woman's cry or a mama's cry is so loud and one of the things that the lord really showed me was in in battles in the old testament they used to send out the wailing women right yes and you know what? What the vision that he gave me is, as the women would go out and as they started to cry to the Father, they start crying out to, to to Jehovah, and they were like, "Oh Lord," you know, and they're crying out. And he would stop everything, and he would go, "Wait, my daughters, they need me." Yes. Like he has, he literally stops whatever is going on. Hold on a second, my daughters are crying for me. Hold on. And I think he does that with each and every daughter. We don't have to be in a group. But if you cry out to your father, he stops whatever he's doing just to hear you. Amen. And I, Good word. And I think that when you get that as a woman, you understand that we have a power that is so great that we can get our father's attention as soon as we open our mouth. Yes. See, Jesus he's said, standing, yeah, go ahead. He's standing ready. He's waiting. Absolutely. For that connection. Absolutely. And it, and it's, it's, I was going to say something else and, and the Holy spirit just like, no, nope, we're going to talk about this because this is something that see women think that they're so weak, but see, Everything that God equipped women with, it was just to compliment men. See, that, that was the thing. He, brought, he first brought in a man. 
Now, if the man had everything, he would have probably, he wouldn't have needed to have Eve. But he said he needed a helpmate. That means he needs something to help him achieve everything that God wanted him to do. Yes. Someone that was suitable just for him. Correct. Correct. And that's, that is exactly what has happened to our society is that women think that we were not the helper, <laughs> but the servant. And I, and I think that it's because of, if you think of like some of the shows, like Leave it to Beaver and everything, the, the woman was so subservient and everything. And then what the Lord kind of showed me, and, and, and please correct me, but he said to me that the demise of the family started in the, when, it, when the women's revolution came out. When yeah, women sure went did. back to work, when they left their families, yes. he said that was when the demise of the family started. I agree. But it, Because we didn't know our place. We didn't know our place. Right. I, I, I definitely agree with that. But, but there's also, because the women now weren't nurturing the children to, like you said, you know, Larry, age seven, Right. Yes. So, so the mother was gone from age seven because, you know, there were other people taking care of your kids because they had to go into daycare or whatever. And what happened is our shift instead of family turned into stuff. Yes. And so I believe that God is bringing us back to family. He sure is. It is his heart. It's always been his heart. I agree with that. that's, that's why his um, instructions regarding marriage were so stern. It wasn't that he was wanting to be stern. He wanted to protect what he knew was for our benefit. I agree. I definitely agree. So let me ask you a question. After, yes. because, okay, first of all, who could ever leave you to? Seriously? Like, like, who would ever want to just be like, yeah, thanks a lot. Bye. See you later. Like, I just, <laughs> that I just don't see. But what happens when you meet like your, your sons or your, or your daughters, when you meet their families? Like, what oh, have you, got, of, has, how has that yes. been? Mm-hmm. Many, um, well, I won't use the word many. There are several moms and dad of our daughters that we are good friends with that we could just jump in the car and go on a vacation. Um, we have several granddaughters where their moms have sent them to us when they ran into life issues where they needed some kind of special attention. Matter of fact, we're in Baltimore right now with our granddaughter, Allie, and she calls us Grandma and Grandpa, and she is to us our granddaughter. And it just it's just a miraculous thing how the Lord put that together. And there's not a, you know, we don't have granddaughters, but she's as close to us as granddaughter as could be. Um, so, yes, it's, uh, I don't know how I wandered there, but yes, we're, we, we get along great with the parents. But they must be so grateful that God placed you in their daughter's life. Um, some of them are very aware. Some of them are just kind of neutral, thankful that, you know, there's somebody there. Some of them don't get it. They're broken. Sure. Um, so just the whole spectrum. Well, I and, you know, I think it was so beautiful what you were saying in the very, very beginning of the show when you were talking about, 
as you started to to describe your daughters and to describe how smart and how capable and how talented you you became the dad because you wanted to make it very clear who your daughters were. You wanted to to just get rid of any kind of misrepresentation or misunderstanding, and you wanted to clarify as a father would. And I, I thought that that was so beautiful because there, that shows your heart. That just shows your heart for them, that it truly is for them. And that is... To me, that's so, that's just a beautiful, beautiful gift that these, that the, the women have gotten in you, in both of you. And, um, um, yes. Uh, two things right quick. I walked up to a prophet years ago uh-huh. and uh, he just looked at me. He said, your primary reason for existing in the kingdom of God is to be a father. And, you know, he had my attention immediately. But that came from the heart of the father. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to know that the man was safe to listen to because he went right to the core of my identity. Um, it's a um, a responsibility that we take very uh, very personal. We carry a lot of weight. It carries a lot of weight with us that we have been chosen and. Uh, we labor in it with great love, and our daughters, um, wow, when we see each other, there's just that joy of reunion, just like there is with your natural children when you haven't seen them. We love our boys. We could not love our boys any any more than we than we love our daughters. We, we love them completely. Um, it's just a different dynamic when they're kingdom kids. You know, when I asked the Lord about my boys, um, Lisa, I asked the Lord about my boys with all these girls coming because I love them so much. I love uh, every daughter that he gives me. And um, the Lord had promised me I would not lose one. And I said, what about my sons, Lord? And um, he said, he said to me, uh, Cheryl, he goes, that's your heritage. Your sons are your heritage. That's beautiful. And uh, it just settles good in my heart. (laughs) Now, are your sons married? Yes. Yes, we have two beautiful daughter-in-laws, precious daughter-in-laws, and uh, they're just, they're uh, good mothers. Our younger son has our oldest grandson, and he's 13. And uh, she's a sweetheart, and and the Lord, she's come through a lot of healing, and um, but she's just a beautiful young lady. And uh, our both our boys are like totally different; they're you know uh, very different personalities. And our older son, um, his wife is Hispanic, and uh, she's just a gorgeous young lady, just the sweetest thing you ever want to meet. And they're both. Um, great moms, great girls, and um, we get along great. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say one thing. I bet if you guys were to have a family reunion, that would be one heck of a party. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. We're, we're going through we're going through Phoenix um, in July, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't really have a departure date. Um, 
we have a house there that some of our daughters live in. And uh, we will probably have a party, and it will be fun. Yes, that that is definitely what I what I'm seeing is like your family is huge and it's going to continue to grow, continue to grow. And we, so we had a really fun thing happen, Lisa. Um, some of our Florida daughters went to the Azusa now in California and they met some of our Phoenix daughters. And they so connected, they just became lifelong friends. Well, they're daughters. They're sisters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. These are like, these are sisters. And they're like, oh, we'd say to the Florida daughters, we'd love for you to meet our Phoenix daughters and our Phoenix daughters. You should meet these Florida daughters. And and it was just um, amazing. They're like, you didn't tell me it would be like this. Oh, that is so good. Well, it, it's when it's a spiritual thing, when it's a spiritual connection, it's so much bigger than a natural connection. It, yeah, it just absolutely. has a greater impact and it and it has a longevity because it's in the spirit. Because if you really think about it, God's planned everything since the beginning of time. So therefore, the people, the spiritual connections that we have were planned by him before the foundations of time. How cool is that? Yes. <laughs> That's way cool. Um, one last one last note about our daughters. Sure. Um, they are coming up fast. They are surpassing us continuously in the giftings and the workings and in the ministry. Um, it's that that thing that a parent should and um, eagerly awaits is when the child passes them by in the kingdom. So that's happening. And to me, that is a, um, I guess it's a, it's a proof that the Holy Spirit has honored what he's called us into because they're going like gangbusters. That's beautiful to watch. And I think like, um, when, (laughs) when the Lord first gave, I have spiritual kids and it was, Mm -hmm. it it was really difficult (laughs) to, to understand (laughs) that I was going to be given (laughs) spiritual kids. But my first one, um, the Lord, she, she just said to me, she goes, am I going to see you again? And I heard the Lord say, that's your, that's your goddaughter. Just like that. Now I didn't have any natural wow. godchildren, So, and I always felt really deprived by that because out of all the people that would have asked me, they asked other people. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm the most spiritual person, you know, and you're not asking me. And I was really hurt by that. And I didn't realize how much it hurt me, but see, daddy has such a great way of, of fixing, fixing things. And so he started to give me spiritual kids and, um, yes. and it was interesting because some of the kids that he gave me, oh my gosh, they were so, they were, they just knew so much more than me. You know, and I, and I said to, I said to daddy, I go, I go, what am I supposed to do? They know more than me. I don't know this stuff. They're teaching me. He said, do you know how to be a mother? I said, yeah. He goes, they need a mommy. That's what they need. Yeah. And I said, I I said, I can do that. (laughs) I can definitely do that. (laughs) And it's. It's been, I have to say that there have been times that the Lord has given me visions that my spiritual children will come with their children 
and they will and, and I'll be like their grandma. And as I and I saw that vision, I started to cry and I started to weep because I have two natural children. And had I my husband and I started earlier, I probably would have had more kids. But we just we just said, you know, at my age, two and through, we're done. But I there's a part of me that wants a big family. And I think that the families that God is creating, these villages or these tribes, I mean, however you want to call it, they're so much bigger than we actually realize. And and but they're just they're filled with just acceptance and love because the father's hand was hand like you said, you got the cream of the crop because he handpicked each and every person to be put into your life. Yes. So, and that, that's the goodness of daddy. So I I think it's almost like a gemstone. Cheryl, we're, we're going to need to get you a big old ring that has all the birthstones of your kids. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. You know, you would have like rows and rows and rows. (laughs) I do have a couple of gemstones that my daughters have given me and it's, they are very precious to me. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> so now, now you guys are in Baltimore, and from Baltimore, you're going to Phoenix. Um, all across the country, we're going to go south, South Carolina, then Tennessee, Missouri, uh, South Dakota, um, Idaho, Washington, and then through, yep, and Oregon and California. We will end up out of Phoenix. We'll end up in Colorado and then over to Tulsa. And, and every one of those stops um, is to see our children. Oh, my goodness. They're all over, the, all over the country now. Uh-huh. They're everywhere. And the prophecy was they would come from all over the world. So, wow. And that has, that has happened as well. We have a daughter uh, from the U.K. Okay. That is so, that is so cool. So yeah. let me... And, and that... And that daughter has danced before the Queen of England. She's a performance artist for the kingdom. Oh, wow. That's very cool. That is fun stuff. And, I, you know, I just, I was so excited because you guys, uh, we we were trying to make it work that you guys could come and visit. And I actually, I showed my daughter your picture. And she the smile that came across her and she does not smile. <laughs> She's 15. <laughs> Hence yes. not the big smile. But yes. when she saw your picture, she went, Oh, and I, and I, and I said, <laughs> I said to her, I said, you know, I said, they, you know, unfortunately we, we had to, um, we had to do it through phone, but um, I said, don't worry. I said, you're going to meet him one day. I said, we're we're going to get together. Trust me. But the look on her face shocked me. It really did. It really shocked me. (laughs) And I I just, it really is. That's what I'm trying to say is that the anointing that you guys have, whether it's through whatever, it it doesn't really matter, but it's even your names as it goes out. And you guys also, um, you guys have a post. Well, I know Larry, you, you post something every day and I crack up when I read, when I read them because they're so fun and they're so, it, it's, it's so 
different than some of the other like I hate to say like spiritual posting <laughs> because it's yes. it's very it's you it's like so real so down to earth and just full of like your your um your humor and just the way that you see things and I, I love them I I can't wait to read them every morning I think they're just so great thank you thank you very much and I'm going to tell you um, I sit down at the keyboard and most of the time. Um, it comes right off of my fingers. I do not know what I'm going to write. And even when I know what I'm going to write, it, it gets switched mid-paragraph. And I just, I really enjoy that. That's fun. fun. Now, let me ask you guys a question. If somebody is listening and they're getting very excited, <laughs> because I know I got excited. <laughs> um, and if they wanted to contact you, how would they go about doing that? I guess the... I guess the easiest way is just through Facebook. Through Facebook. Okay. So if you guys yeah. want to connect and send a friend request, you can send it to um, Larry. And you can also send it to uh, or to Cheryl. And um, they would be so excited, I think, to have kids. And it's Stockdale. S-T-O-C-K-D-A-L-E. So you want to just reach out and um, you can also look, I believe we're friends. So you can also go to my thing, but I think you can also message me on, on touch by prayer on, uh, on my page. And I can also try to, to get in touch with you guys. So I just have to ask this question because it's just kind of brewing in my spirit. So Larry, when is your book? When are you thinking about writing that book? Cause I see a That's book. A great. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> Cheryl's laughing. Cheryl's laughing. Several of our daughters have pressed me to start writing. Yeah. And and several of our daughters um, are very capable editors, so I, I may I may start writing. I don't know. Part of the posting is... Uh, is getting you prepared. I, I one to, yeah, it's like writing a book one post at a time. I agree. I definitely agree. Because I think that... Um, I, I just think that this book can kind of... Is going to transform a lot of different people. Because of just the way that you guys talk and the way that you guys see things. And, and because you really do come from a place of parent. Not a lot of people, when they speak to somebody or minister to someone, they usually minister from a place of um, authority. Does that make sense? Yes. But, yes. but coming as a parent alongside a child even regardless of whether they're 72, which I think is so adorable, quite honestly, <laughs> you know, we but I, I think that is like the, when I heard that again, tear, because that, that is like the <laughs> cutest little thing. That is so cute. But, yeah. but I think that that parent thing, I think that parents love, I, I think that that can transcend age. Because yes. it's 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 a heart, it's a heartbeat, it's a heart cry, and it and it's a love that it, I I I guess oh that's what it is. Thank you, Lord. It's unconditional love. Yes. That's that's the thing. A parent gives unconditional love, especially to an infant, to a baby. That baby loves that parent. Un that, that's how I first found out about unconditional love is when I had my kids. That's when yes. I, I got it for the first time in my life was the unconditional love. Yes. Right? Definitely. And I, yes, I, you yeah. are right on. I told my sons 
when they had their boys. Now you know how I am. Yes. Yes. Because you don't, you can't, you can't actually express the love that you feel for for kids and I I totally understand because each of each of I love my children but I love my spiritual children and I love them equally there is no difference in my love and I and I've said to them I've said to to my spiritual kids I said every gift that I have I give to you and 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 every one of my children can operate in any one of my gifts because they've been given to you to all of you because just like I would give it to my natural son and daughter, I give it to my yes. spiritual because they were placed and given to me by God. Yes. And and they're you know so why wouldn't I want them to to have everything I have yes. and more? And I heritage. It's their heritage. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love the heritage. I think that's that's a very powerful word because you know what you start. What you begin doesn't end. It just continues to grow and increase. That's a heritage. It's something that, it's a legacy. Yes. And it's something that just yes. gets better. It's, and it gets bigger. So, and I just, I just see that your heritage and your legacy is going to be so far reaching. So far reaching. And I also see videos. I see little videos. I don't know if you guys are thinking about videos, but I see, I see some videos in your future because I think that as things start to change, like with, with Skyping and, and FaceTime and all these things, that your children are even going to be further than the UK. And it's not going to be a, a um, language barrier because a love has a different language all its own. So I, I just see that there's, and, and it's interesting because I'm, I just see that like the Lord is just, it's almost like he's sending out adoption papers to different women. That's a good word. That's a good word. We actually looked into adult adoption with our first, mm-hmm. uh, first daughter too. And in, in Arizona, they would not allow it, mm-hmm. but there are states where you can do adult adoption mm-hmm. and so we, we think of it that way. We think of adopted and mm-hmm. permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I say. Because once you become a part of the Stockdale family, you're forever a part of the Stockdale family. <laughs> yes. Amen. Always. <laughs> well, this was especially fun. When it's time to clean, especially when it's time to clean the house, right? That's right. Hey, everybody has to pitch in. Mom, mom oh, has the mop and, and, and dad can, yep. And, and dad can go grab something else. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, this has just been such a joy. This has been, I was so excited to, to talk to you. I even, I, I told my cousin cause she asked me who was on my show and I started to talk to her about you guys. So don't be surprised if you don't get, uh, get a message from her. Because when she heard your story, she was just blown away. She was just blown away. Because it, it, it's something that not a lot of people want to do. Because being a parent is a time and an investment. It's not like ministry where you can ha- pass them over to somebody else. Because when somebody's really sick, who do you want? You want your mommy and your daddy. Yeah. And I can tell you that the, the burden is light mm. and the yoke is easy. That's awesome. It comes from him. That is awesome. Well, if you guys want to um, 
get in touch with Larry and Cheryl Stockdale. You guys can find them on um, Facebook. You can also message me and I'll try to get you in contact. So you can meet, you can also uh, go to my email, lisa at touchbyprayer.com. Or you can find me on uh, Facebook on Touch by Prayer. So I hope that you guys have been as blessed as as I have been just talking to Larry and Cheryl because they are just super fun. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we, we end the broadcast? I, I have one thing because I've been prompted two or three times. Sure. We got, we got our start in deliverance um, at the House of Healing under the direction of Michael W. Smith not the singer. And he is still there on 11th Street and Indian School, and he will pray for any and every one. A great ministry. Um, so just, I just wanted to recognize him. Absolutely. And you can also say hello to all your daughters if they're listening. <laughs> Amen. We love you, kids. <laughs> all of you, everyone. We can't wait to see you. Well, I hope that you guys... You're all our favorite. <laughs> you guys are too cute. Well, thank you guys for coming on and taking time out. And I just um, I just bless you guys. I bless you in your travels. I just ask for just protection. I just ask for um, divine appointments. I ask for in- incredible encounters. I just ask for favor every place that you guys walk and every person that you meet. And I just, um, and I just bless you guys from the top of your head to the tips of your toes in Jesus name so oh this has been been a joy (laughs) this has been so much fun well I hope you guys love this remember if you want to reach out to the Stockdales go ahead through Facebook thank you guys for listening this has been just so awesome just remember to go out and touch someone good night